0: Hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Hewitt and welcome to the Conservative Voice Show. Your place for honest, controversial, and the hottest in political conversations. So Merry Christmas Patriots and I hope that your Christmas has been full of cheer and love and joy and hope. and. That you're getting to spend quality time with your family this time of year. And that it's everything that you guys have wanted it to be. And so with this time of year, I have a tendency to reflect on the things that have gone well this year. Everybody else does it in Thanksgiving. I do it around Christmas. So I know for all of us, 2020 has been a year full of grief and heartache and disbelief. But through all of that, we can still find some things to be thankful for. For me in particular, I am exceedingly thankful for my loving and supporting wife. I know that I don't talk to her nearly talk to her, talk to her about talk about her nearly as much as I probably should, but she puts up with my political conversations, hearing me complain about something in the news that I don't agree with, and so much more of living with me and just pretty much hearing about the show nonstop. She sacrificed much of her time and our time together so that the podcast can be successful. And so for that, I am incredibly, incredibly thankful for her. Along with her, I am so thankful for each and every one of you. I remember the first episode that I put out on the show, it only had, got like four views altogether, I think. And I really started to question whether or not I should really do it. But to now to be averaging more than like 30 views a day, almost, is absolutely crazy. So thank you all so much for all of your support. And I am I cannot wait for 2021. Like, besides the fact that I hope that COVID gets put behind us and all the other just stupidness that's going on in the world, I am planning on having at least one guest on here per month that'll talk about like we'll talk about topics that are meaningful to them, meaningful to you guys as the as the viewers, we'll talk about politics and the news and public policy and so much more, right? Along with that, I also plan on growing the YouTube channel. I started it, I I was putting things on there, but then between working and then editing video and editing audio to make them, I just kind of fell off on it. So I'm planning on making way more YouTube videos next year. And I also have a goal in the first three months, so by March, to be viewing, a, or to have a goal of 100 views a day, right? So I am... Absolutely stoked. I cannot wait for you guys to go on this journey with me. As always, guys, like I said, I'm so thankful for you and I hope to continue to provide you guys the honest voice that you all deserve in the media. All right, guys, so to go on the show today, last show I promised an in depth view into the COVID relief bill and the defense spending bill, and we'll get there. But first, I would be remiss, and I'm sure everyone's heard about it, there's been a huge tragedy today. That kind of like dampens our spirit. The people of Nashville are reeling from a huge explosion that occurred in downtown and from all the available like news outlets and police, it appears to be intentional. And so our hearts and our prayers go out with the families of those injured in that explosion and obviously the people of Nashville as well. So what all happened? Well, according to Fox News, Ron Blitzer, um, there was an explosion that allegedly came from a vehicle or some kind of car that the police are call, calling an intentional act. An explosion that shook downtown Nashville and injured at least three people on Friday appears to have been an intentional act, police said, as officials pointed to a suspicious vehicle that blew up at approximately 6.30 a.m. local time. The FBI is investigating, along with the local officials and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, and the city of Nashville activated its emergency operations center. This appears to be an intentional act, Metro Nashville Police Department tweeted. Law enforcement is closing downtown streets as investigation continues. Officers first responded to the area after receiving reports of shots fired. They called in the bomb squad after seeing a, the suspicious vehicle, an RV. Nashville Police Chief John Drake said that officers found the RV with a recording saying that it would explode in 15 minutes. Alright, I know this is a really terrible time to make a joke, but that seems like some really like Joker off like black like Batman like Dark Knight kind of stuff. Like imagine being a cop just coming up to a uh, an RV just just saying that it's going to explode. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, at that point, Drake said police began evacuating buildings in the area, and the vehicle blew up soon after. As of late Friday morning, police did not know if anyone had been inside the vehicle at the time of the explosion, and they were yet. They were not yet able to confirm that shots were actually fired. The investigation is now being led by the FBI's Memphis field office, and a spokesman for the Department of Justice said acting attorney general Jeff Rosen directed that all DOJ's resources be made available to assist in the investigation. Alright guys, like that's ridiculous, right? Like, One, an act of violence is bad any time of year, but that is incredibly sad to come daring known. Christmas, like Christmas morning, that is incredible, and I—it's unbelievable. I'm going to play for you guys. I'm going to tell you now that it is an audio warning that was being broadcasted in downtown Nashville. So you'll hear the audio warning. It's about 30 seconds long, and then what you're going to hear is you're going to hear the explosion actually go off, and the magnitude of it that the camera can no longer catch it. So here it is, guys. You can hear this now. If you can hear this message, evacuate now. If you can hear this message evacuate now. All right guys, so that was the audio warning. That was being broadcast in downtown Nashville leading up to that explosion. Right? Like I said, the a lot that's going on right now is still unknown. They haven't put out much more that I know of. So just, um, I won't do a show tomorrow or Sunday. So check in Monday, Check watch my Facebook, or not my Facebook, I'm sorry. Watch my Instagram, my Twitter, my Parlor. any of those. I'll post updates on whatever happened in Nashville over the weekend there. Alright guys, so on to like the big ticket item. The, the $900 billion COVID relief bill. What was all in it, huh? Well, let's start, we'll start off and we'll go through it, and then as we're going through it, I'll make some comments, and then let me know down in the comments what you guys think of the relief bill, what you think needs to happen, what you think should be changed in it, and how you wish that Congress would go forward with it. All right, guys, so to start off with, $166 billion of that is in direct paychecks to Americans, which I guess sort of sounds awesome, except for the fact that they are indiscriminately giving it to every single able working body American, right? Instead of looking at families which were actually affected by the virus. So what do I mean by this? I mean that, like I said in my last show, I was not financially affected by COVID. My job did not stop. My job continues. My wife's job continues. Neither of us have lost our job. And so in all actuality, our financial like position did not change. Now, I'm a lucky one, and so do I necessarily need $1,200? No, I do not. I don't need that. What, am I going to say no? No, it's going to go into a savings account, and then we'll continue about our day. But what they should be doing is they should be looking at, the government should be looking at families that were actually affected by it, those that were fired, laid off, suspended, whatever happened to them because their business was affected by the, the business that they worked for. Were affected by the virus. That is, those are the people that should be receiving aid, right? So, the way that this bill right now is like framed, or I should say, was framed, because as we know, the other day, the other day, President Trump did veto the bill, and so it's back in the Congress trying to be negotiated for that with two thousand um, dollars checks and everything else that we're going to go over. It's just being renegotiated, but the one that Congress did propose, individuals making less than $75,000 a year or making less than $150,000 a year would receive $600 per person or $1,200 per couple. Also, something that not, this, this this next point that I'm going to go over is something that, that a lot of people just kind of like ignored. So, somehow, Congress believes that undocumented like immigrants in America should receive relief. So, here we go, right? If you are married, if you're an American married to an undocumented immigrant, under this relief bill that was proposed, you, your spouse would receive federal aid, right? They're now saying not only are they allowed federal aid and you receive federal aid for every single one of your kids, right? That the undocumented spouse will receive federal aid. First off, if you're here illegally, you should not, and I repeat this, you should not be receiving federal aid meant for U.S. citizens. Right? The bill goes on to allow that the married, those married to illegal immigrants should be able to claim what they were not given in the first stimulus on their tax returns. Right? So, in the first set of stimulus, back in like March of last year, whenever it came out, The government said it would not be extended to undocumented immigrants in America. Pointless. Like, like period. That's it. Well, in this one, they've now said that if you're married to an American, now you can receive that as well. I will digress to my first statement that illegal immigrants, whether they are married to an American or not, should not be receiving federal aid. The the American can receive federal stimulus. The American-born children that are citizens can receive that. Because they are Americans. But the, but people that are in America illegally should not be allowed to receive benefits. Like, that's literally like rewarding your kid for bad behavior, right? So you come here illegally, breaking the law, and here, here's $600 I'm just going to give you for breaking the law and come here illegally. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Alright, so along with that, you also have in the bill $120 billion in unemployment support. Um, that was proposed that an extra $300 per week in the federal money through March that would extend through March. This would include extended benefits to those that are self-employed. That is something that was not in the first stimulus round. Is that people that were self-employed were just kind of screwed. Um, it will also the $300 will also extend to those who have exa- exhausted all their state benefits. So here's where my issue with this comes in. like I said, I said in the last show, if you were on federal aid, state aid, like welfare, or anything like that, you should not be receiving additional money from the federal government because you're still on welfare. Your financial situation is just like mine. It has not changed through the pandemic. Like you're not making any more or any less money than you were making pre-COVID-19 in America. So giving you a stimulus is not helping you through the pandemic. It's just giving you extra money. I do not understand where the federal government's going with this, except for like a a handout without question and a push towards like socialism. I do not understand it. All right, something that I do really, 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 really support, and I think every single one of us Americans can really, really, really support, is a $325 billion in small business loans and protections of that $325 billion, $284 billion of that will be for paycheck, te- paycheck protection programs, which frame says that like small bit ba- small businesses and their loans are protected so they can continue to pay their employees. 20 billion of of that, 325 is for businesses located in low-income communities. 15 billion of that is for live venues, movie theaters, and museums. Alright, I can agree with paycheck protections. I think we all can agree with the $20 billion for businesses located in low-income communities because, obviously, if they are in a low-income community, they're going to more than likely be making less money than those in wealthier communities, which means it's going to be even harder for them. The pandemic has probably had a greater effect on them. So I can understand that. What I cannot get behind is this $15 billion for live venues, movie theaters, and museums. Well, I guess you can kind of get behind it for museums as history is pretty paramount. But I do not think that movie theaters are something that needs to be receiving emergency funding. And the world of Netflix, Hulu, and HBO, I think that the movie theaters were a dying thing before COVID. Like, I like to go see movies, but I think that they were dying before that. I also don't think that there needs to be a bill appropriate, or money appropriated in this for a Smithsonian of Latinos, right? Or Smithsonian's revolving like women's history to be built on the lawn, the lawn of like, of like inside of DC. Like, it's not that I'm against Latinos or the other hotel and that is awesome. You can appropriate that in a different bill if that's what you want. But that does not belong in the COVID relief bill, right? Along with this thing for live venues, movie theaters, museums. Those are not needed in this COVID funding bill, right? So another thing that was inside of it was um, small business tax breaks, ones of which I'm sure everybody has seen it now. Um, the president pretty much said it was garbage, absolutely a joke. Um, this tax break can include a two-year. It was a two-year tax break for small businesses. The president, in his speech about the bill, told Americans how two years tax breaks was not enough to help businesses like restaurants that have been devastated by lockdowns. So pretty much instead of helping them even more. They're just going to give them tax breaks instead of giving them money. But yeah, we can give foreign governments, which we'll get to later, millions of dollars. But we're just going to give these people tax breaks. And if we're going to give Americans money, $600 and a tax break, while we give other countries millions of dollars, just seems absolutely ridiculous, right? Because two years of tax breaks is not going to be enough for that business that's lost a year of revenue because of COVID. It's just absolutely not going to work. Alright, so if you guys, I'm sure, like I said everyone knows this by now, the House split the two bills, right? They were afraid that with the ridiculousness that we're about to probably go into, and the rest of the garbage it's just in this huge omnibus bill, that if they did not split the COVID relief bill from the like National Defense Act bill, the Um, omnibus, like appropriations bill, all of that for federal funding to continue that it would not pass. So that is pretty much like the quick down and dirty of everything inside the COVID relief bill, right? Um, Inside the show notes, I will link the uh, URL for the actual huge 5,000 some odd page house bill that was originally proposed if you go take a look at that there's a lot of special interest in there you guys can see it but what they split it is now you have this omnibus bill and the covid relief bill probably the worst part of the omnibus bill in my opinion is what we're about to talk about and that is like foreign aid why is it the worst part well, let me start off by saying that I'm not an isolationist, nor do I think that we should not be helping the world and ensuring tranquility across the globe. But what I do think is that the government's primary job, like when you read the constitution, you read the federalist papers, you read any founding document that founded our government, our government's primary job is to protect and the welfare and the American and the welfare of the American people, right? Like that is its job. protect the American people. Our government is not the government of Pakistan or Egypt. It is the American government, which means our its primary job is our commonwealth. Once we are taken care of, then we can start looking outward at other countries that may need assistance, right? But as lawmakers argue about the money that is being spent and that there is not enough money to help small businesses and other things, well, what do they do? They spend millions of dollars in, like, foreign relations. So there's a lot. But I think the most alarming of them all, and it kind of makes you feel like maybe, like, the woke culture is, like, trying, like, to, like, expand across the globe, right? Because $15 million we are sending to Pakistan. Of that, $10 million is used for gender programs. $15 million dollars to Pakistan 10 of that to be used for gender programs like what in the hell are we doing Congress hey not knock, knock are you there hello what are you doing right of all the things that could use a cut or a place where we could find money for Americans well let's start right here let's start right here we send millions of dollars to Pakistan. We're also sending millions of dollars to Naples, Egypt, Afghan women, and a slew of other countries, but yet we cannot find the money to make two thousand dollar payments to every American if that's what we, if that's what the American people want, right? We cannot find the money to support other like COVID-related incidences for vaccines and like FEMA and all of that, right? But we're just going to send millions of dollars overseas. Don't worry. America, listen to me. America, if you don't ever listen to me for anything else, this right here proves special interest. And the pocketbooks of Congress currently is more... Their their priorities, I guess you could say, are in the pockets of foreign governments than in the well-being of the American people. So, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I am 100% glad that Trump vetoed. Send that back to freaking Congress, amend that, change it, make it better for the American people. Like I said, you're telling me that these two huge spending bills, the largest spending bills in American history, made it through both houses of Congress, without a single amendment, without a single revision, without... Hell, without the majority of Congress even reading through the huge 5,000-some-odd page bill. Just made it through Congress. Get out of here. President Trump, you did the right thing. Send that back to Congress and let it be reworked. I will say, though, inside that defense spending bill, there was a positive thing. It did provide a 3% pay raise to military members and a 1% pay raise to civilian employees, which right now everybody on the left is decrying Trump over, right? Like how dare he like veto this spending bill. It he doesn't care for the military. It it held a three percent pay raise for them. He vetoed it. Yeah, well it also gave it millions of dollars to countries that aren't very happy with us at the expense of the American taxpayer. So yes. Please continue leftist media trying to promulgate that this the fact that the defense bill and the COVID relief bill didn't pass because of the president. No, it's because crap legislature, le- legislators made it in the House. It was a garbage bill that no, had no oversight and skipped a multitude of congressional safe fails inside both houses. So, yes, please continue leftist media on how that's Trump's fault. All right. But, like I've been saying this whole time, everything I just covered, remember, was vetoed by the president. I will say earlier today on the news, the squad did propose a bill that has a 2K in direct paychecks to Americans, which the president wanted. I have not seen much for a text on it out yet, but I'll keep you up to date. And according to Fox News, the president is supportive of it, which we all knew. But the question is, is will the House Republicans and House, I'm sorry, Senate Republicans be on board with it? And the question that we all need to be asking ourselves is, what's in this bill did it scrap all like the fat and garbageness that was inside of it? Or are they still trying to push through just crap legislations full of special interests? That is what us as an American people need to be doing. That's what you need to be talking to your congressmen about or your or your representatives, telling them what you do want, what you don't want, what's important to you, and what's important to your family. Like I know plenty of people that just want to see huge paychecks deposited into their bank accounts. Those may help in the short term, but they do not solve the issue. Further, the government cannot afford to keep putting up that kind of money. So what is the answer? I know you guys are probably sick of hearing me say it by now. Put Americans back to work, right? Like, I don't understand why there's any other question. Like, why there's any other solution rather than this. Put Americans back to work. Protect the vulnerable population. Put the middle-aged and young Americans back to work. And if you need to give money to Americans, let's do it smartly and with some discretion, right? Let's have a plan. Like, here's my idea, right? Let's require the Department of Labor in every state, which keeps account of who's been fired for what reasons and what's going on inside their own state's economy. How about they create a name of people who lost their jobs due to COVID? And then send that to the federal government. How about the federal government require them to give that list? And then the federal government can then give those individuals stimulus checks, right? Or back to what I said before, stop giving money to foreign countries and put that back into our economy. Put that back where it belongs. It's crazy, guys. But I know this episode has been super short. I'm going to get back to my family, guys. And I hope that all of you have a Merry Christmas, a great, great weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy your friends over this holiday. Enjoy your family over this holiday. And as always, guys, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to the Conservative Voice Show. And may God bless you and God bless America. Have a great night.